starting New Life Manitou, I'm going to have you guys stand for the scripture reading. My name is David Martin, and we're going to be reading from Psalm uh, 119 verses, oh, let's see here, 1 through 9, and then 169 through 176. So verse 1, blessed are those who are always blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all of their heart. They do not, they do not know wrong, but follow in his ways. You have laid down the precepts that are fully to be obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider all of your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. Then we're going to jump to 169. May my cry come before you, Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. May my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your promise. May my lips overflow with praise, for you teach me your decrees. May my tongue sing of your word, for all of your commandments are righteous. May your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, Lord, and your law gives me delight. Let, my, let me live that I may praise you, and let, may, may your laws sustain me. I have strayed like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I have not forgotten your commands. Remain standing as we pray. Lord, we want to be in your ways. Guide us, Lord. This last verse says, you, Lord, would you seek us? Seek your servants, Lord, for we have not forgotten your commands. I pray that over us, that we will not forget you. And you, Lord, will be seeking us all the days of our life. And so we pray in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the people of God shouted, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I have a, a thought today that the Lord has a message for each and every one of us, that the Lord is opening our mailbox and putting inside the mailbox some sort of message for us today, a message about his ways, a message about his path, a message about how he guides us. I think back to high school, I graduated in 1996 from, uh, thank you, uh, from my dad who's in the service, uh, he, he's back there holding. Theo, our littlest, he served in the military. So uh, we were stationed in uh, Ramstein, Germany, and we had a youth group where I, I went every Wednesday and heard the scriptures, and it was called Destiny. And one day, the pastor said, the youth pastor said, I have an exercise for you. I want you to think about what the Lord is saying to you, and I want you to write it down as like a letter to yourself, and then I'm going to collect all these letters, and then I'm going to mail you your letter like six months later to you. And it was an interesting time in my life because we lived in Germany and um, I was moving, I think we were moving to New Mexico, but even that wasn't decided yet. And I was gonna go to college, probably University of New Mexico, and we didn't even have an address yet. And I remember writing this letter. I was very nervous about the future and what the Lord was gonna do in my life. I was very nervous about what I was gonna do in college and all these things, high school grads are thinking. And I wrote a letter to myself and I said, I don't even know the address to put on this, this uh, envelope because I don't know where I'm gonna be. And so the youth pastor said, well, call me in six months. And so I did. I 
had six months passed. I, I called him up and I had to dial long distance to Germany with all the zeros and the ones. And I got a hold of, of him and I told him my address and he sent me the letter and it arrived weeks later and it said, just follow the ways of the Lord. It was just a perfect timing. It was this psalm. It was about the laws and decrees of the Lord. Follow the ways of the Lord. Stay on his paths. It was a message that was for me when I wrote it. It was a message for me six months later when I got it. And it's a message for all of us today right out of Psalm 119. Stay in the ways of the Lord. So this psalm, Psalm 119, it's a big one. And so I thought I would start off how we usually start off just talking generally about the Psalms and say that point one is this, the Psalms teach us the language of faith. This Psalm teaches us the long obedience in the same direction. This Psalm is the longest Psalm of the, of the, the book of Psalms. It's the longest chapter of the entire Bible by far. The average uh, a chapter is about 20-something verses long. This chapter is seven times the length of an average chapter. This psalm, if we were to go verse by verse, uh, just say amen if you want me to, it would probably go on till midnight tonight. Amen? No amens? <laughs> Thank you. We're not going to do that. I only have three points this day on this sermon. I'm, I'm summarizing all of the, the, the whole chapter. It takes about 20 minutes just to read through. That's why we read the first stanza and then the last stanza, and we skipped about 170-something verses. Uh, it, it's a psalm that, that Jay and I, Jay's our six-year-old, he's downstairs. Uh, uh, last year, we went to Chuck E. Cheese and he loved Chuck E. Cheese. Which kid wouldn't love Chuck E. Cheese? And he was like, dad, let's go back to Chuck E. Cheese. And for some reason, I just said, well, we're not going to go back to Chuck E. Cheese. And he's like, ah, oh, come on, dad. And we were talking about it. And he's like, well, what if I memorize the psalm? He said, yeah, what if you memorize the longest psalm? And he was like, when do I start? And so... I didn't, he obviously didn't know what he was getting into. And I, as the parent, helping him think through this psalm and try to memorize little parts of it, I had no idea what I was getting into. It took us about 10 months, and we, we practiced about every day, five minutes here, 10 minutes here, about an average of 20 minutes every single day for 10 months. And it would go something like this. I would say, blessed are those whose and he would start, ways are blameless. And I would say, who walk according? And he'd say, to the law of the Lord. And we had all these hand motions like law, word, command, precepts, and just little most statues of the Lord. And, he, and he would, we would go through this. So, so at the end of 10 months, he kind of had it. I mean, at no point could he just sit down and say all 176 verses. It was this going back and forth that, that we had down. It was like this little song, this little rhythm that we had. So I filmed the whole thing and we could watch it, but it's 45 minutes long. And in the middle of it, he's like, I hate this. I hate Chuck E. Cheese. I hate everything. And, and I was like, all right, all right, let's just have a, so we had a snack and then we get back to it and, and the video continues and he ends up saying, so this psalm is one that I love. This psalm is all about delighting in the laws of the Lord. That's point two. The psalm is all about the laws of the Lord are a delight. And we see this phrase again and again in this book. 
I say book, it's, it's a song, it's just one song, but it seems like a book. Um, it talks about the law. So every verse, every single verse, all 176, there's one exception. Uh, it's, it's, if you look it up, it's, uh, I forgot to write which one it down. Uh, besides this one, every single verse mentions either the law, the precept, the statutes, the paths, the word, the decree, the ways of the Lord. So every verse is about the ways of the Lord, the laws of the Lord, the precepts, the decrees, every single verse. C.S. Lewis, some of you might know him as the guy that wrote the Narnia series. He's also a devout, was a devout Christian theologian, wrote prolifically. He says this about Psalm 119. He says, it is a pattern, a thing done like embroidery, stitch by stitch through long, quiet hours for love of the subject. And I'd say the subject of Psalm 119 is the law of the Lord, the decrees, the statutes of the Lord for love of the subject and for delight in leisurely disciplined craftsmanship. This psalm is unlike any other in the Bible. It's unlike any other chapter. This psalm is 176 verses. There's 22 stanzas of eight verses each, which is important. And I'll talk about that because the Hebrew alphabet is 22 letters. Our alphabet is... 26, good. And so the Hebrew alphabet, 22, there's 22 stanzas. Every stanza follows the Aleph bet. That's the heat. So every verse in stanza one starts off with Aleph. And it's, it's in our English, it doesn't work out that way. Um, there is a translation that uh, someone wrote, a guy named Ronald Knox, who lived in the 1800s. He was a theologian, a priest in his spare time. And he's, he translated the entire Bible. And in his spare time, he wrote detective stories and was like a star in the BBC broadcasting. So a very interesting fellow translated the entire Bible. He gets to Psalm 119 and he captures, I think this is the only version that I'm aware of. Maybe there's other ones out there, but in the English, this, this follows suit as an acrostic. So every, all first eight verses start with A, then B, 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 then C, 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 and it starts like that all the way down. And because our alphabet is 26 letters, he skips X, uh, Y, Z, and Q, because who in the world could have eight verses that start with Q? right? But anyways, um, so he does that. It's a beautiful translation. You could get it and look at it. And it's a great exercise to think about this psalm being an acrostic all the way through all of these verses, all starting with the same letter in each stanza. It's like teaching us the ABCs of, of the, the, the letters of the words and teaching us the ABCs of life and the law of the Lord. One might, if you begin to read this psalm, anybody read this psalm all the way through? It's a great exercise. Do it. This is your assignment. If you, those of you that like assignments, this week, read through it. Plan, plan like a half hour to read through it. Think about it. It'll take you 20 minutes just to read it fast, but, but read through it and think about these words. It'll take you a full half hour. Read through it. And I imagine if you read through it and have never read through it before, this overwhelming sense of, I get get it. Like after the first couple of verses, you're like, okay, I get it. It's about the law of the Lord, 
Whoever wrote this loves the law of the Lord. They delight in the law of the Lord. They think the law of the Lord is great. And you have this overwhelming sense of this just kind of repeating itself again and again. Okay, I get it. The law of the Lord is great. The statues of the law of the Lord are great. The commands are great. The precepts, the decrees of the Lord, they're all great. Stay on them. Okay, I get it. And then you still have 170 verses more to go. It's like coming to a greater knowledge of a subject. Maybe some of you studied a certain subject in school and you're like, okay, I get it. I pretty much have it. And then you kind of like unlock something and you see that what you knew, you realize you don't know anything. Like there's a whole world out there on this subject. Uh, I've begun to get into the game of chess. Any chess players out there? Oh, one, two, oh, a couple. Okay, good. Anybody ever play chess? Okay, okay, great. So someone has played chess. Uh, so you could play chess for an hour or two, having never played before, and you're like, okay, I get it. I get where the guys go. I get the little horsey guy goes up two and over one. I get the bishops go this way, and the rooks go this way, and the queen can do all the moves. And okay, I get it. So after like two hours of playing chess, you're like, okay, I get it. And then there's like another level of understanding of chess where it's like you get into strategy, and you're like, oh, okay, there's, there's moves and there's game trees. And then there's another level of understanding of like the openings and there's all these names for the openings like the French opening and the English opening and the Queen's Gambit. And then there's these responses by the black side because the white always goes first. And you're like, oh, this is the Sicilian defense. This is the French defense. This is something else defense. And you're like, whoa, this game is much more complex than I ever thought. And then you get into grandmaster levels of people thinking like literally 20 moves ahead. And you're like, whoa, okay, I I guess I didn't get it. And what you thought you got, you don't. I was looking at some stats. Like after two moves, there's 400 positions each player could have after just two moves. After three moves, there's 72,000. After four moves, there's 9 million. And an average chess game is about 40 moves. And this, this number here said that there's as many different moves, combinations in a 40 game, 40 move chess game, as there are electrons in the universe. Like, okay, like after two hours, you don't get chess. There's a lot more to it. And I would say that, you know, a chess board is, you know, eight by eight squares and it's somehow, it's finite. Like, like you could look at it and, and there, there is like beyond, like there's 40, after 40 moves, there's more moves than there are electrons in the universe. That, that's beyond my comprehension, maybe not yours. Um, but at some point it is finite. But the ways of the Lord and God himself is infinite. And this Psalm, be it very long, Please don't, like, like if you're, if, don't get into this, like, okay, I get it. But instead, go deeper into this psalm and say the complexities of the ways, the laws of the Lord, and how we walk in our lives and how the Lord walks with us, it's infinitely complex. Verse, uh, or point number three is this. And I was thinking all week about how to word this. And I think I, even last night, I was like, I don't know if I want to word it like this. But it says this, the way of waiting and affliction. 
Because in this psalm, we see two things. It starts off blessed, happy, fortunate are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who seek his statutes and seek him with all their heart and they do no wrong and follow his ways. It's all about the blessing of the Lord. And then the other side of this psalm and the ways of the Lord are seen here, that it's a hard road to stay in the ways of the Lord. It's a road of waiting. It's a road oftentimes of affliction. And I, I really thought about that word affliction. Like, is that what it is? And I think, yes, sometimes following the ways of the Lord and not following the ways of the world will lead us into affliction. I think about this weekend and what it uh, means for so many of our troops, our veterans, people who have uh, served in the military, people who have fought and died in the military. At some point, they served our country and there was affliction, there was hardship, and yet they did it and we call them blessed and we are blessed because of the service they did. See, our world, our, the, the place that we live in today says, you know, if you want to live the good life, then you got to get rich and famous. You got to have jet planes and islands, tigers on gold leashes. That's what it's all about. Have the good life, the fame, the fortune. And yet the ways of the Lord, this Psalm is saying that if you really want the good life, if you really want to be blessed, fortunate, happy, that means you need to follow the ways of the Lord. And it's not always easy and it doesn't always look nice but it sometimes looks like affliction. It sometimes looks like waiting, but there we find the Lord and it's with the Lord that we find blessing and happiness. Let me say a word about this, that the ways of God are not the ways of the world. We live in the world and throughout the Psalm, it's hinted at there's, there's people out there ready to get us just because we want to follow the ways of the Lord. I think about my college years. I went to my freshman year, I went to university in New Mexico and like a week before school started, there was an orientation. It was all day. And then we stayed the night in the dorms. And then we got up in the morning, there were some more sessions and we were all in groups. I was in a group of nine other guys and our leader was like the coolest guy ever. He had like a this was the 90s, so he had like a mullet and he had like a big puffy Hawaiian shirt on with the sleeves cut off. He was so cool. And the the whole uh, assembly thing started off with like this dance routine and he was like the head dancer and he did like martial art flips and stuff. And I was like, wow, this this guy's awesome. He's so cool. And he's our group leader. And wow, he's so cool. But it turns out this guy was like jerk, like even worse than a jerk. And he was just a bad dude. Like in the morning we, we got together and he, he gathered us around his dorm room and he's like, I'm supposed to talk about, you know, the school and the, uh, so, some things or the school pride and what we value as a school. But instead of, I'm going to talk about getting chicks, right? High five guys. Right. Right. And so the guys were high fiving him and he just started. I mean, it was the worst it was like machoism and it was womanizing and, and he just went around in this group talking about how many girls he had been with and it was just horrible. It was just, it was just the ways of the world and, and we went around and he, he was grabbing stories out of these guys and saying, okay, yeah, what's your best story? High five, man. Yeah, that's great. And, and it got to me and I was just sitting there and, and, and he, he pointed at me, yeah, what do you, what do you got, man? And I just mumbled something about being a Christian and wanting to wait until I was married. And everybody just laughed. They thought it was so hilarious. 
hilarious, so funny, and I just felt so small. Like, like he, the ways of the world and the ways of God are not the same. Let me read a couple verses here. Verse 19 of this long psalm says, I'm a stranger on earth. Think about that. Like if, if our ways are the ways of the Lord, then it's gonna feel sometimes like we're a stranger on earth. Do not hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. You rebuke, rebuke the arrogant who are accursed. Those who stray from your com- commands, remove from me their scorn and contempt, for I keep your statutes. Verse 61 says, though the wicked bind me with ropes. Why would the wicked want to bind someone? Well, because the ways of the world and the ways of God are not the same. And though the wicked bind me with ropes, I will not forget your law. Verse 69 says, though the arrogant have smeared me with lies, I will, I will keep your precepts with all my heart. The ways of God The statutes, the laws, the decrees, the precepts are different than the ways of the world. And our happiness, our blessing, our fortune comes when we are following the ways of the the Lord and not the ways of the world. I think about um, things like this week... um, some people shared with me some news. They're kind of nominal Christians, uh, and um, they were just sharing about how they were thinking about a couple thinking about getting a divorce. And really, what was at the heart of their reasoning was they're, they're just not that happy. There was no infidelity, there was no abuse, there was no uh, physical harm in the marriage. It was just like, yeah, they're both kind of bored, and they're just thinking about divorce and wanted to know what I thought. And so I listened patiently and I, I was as pastoral as I could. I, I basically said, you know, that you, when you made a covenant, it was till death do you part. And it was for better or for worse. And it seems like, you know, it, this is hard now. The, the, the world all around us is telling us, you know, go be happy, go get as much pleasure as you can. And the moral compass of today is don't tell anyone else not to be happy or get as much pleasure as they can. But the ways of the Lord are to keep on the path, to remain close to him. If you really want to be happy, if you really want to be blessed, then the ways of the Lord are right there with us. The closeness of our creator and being with him, we can say like this psalm starts off, that blessed are those whose ways are blameless. Would you bow your head with me and we're going to talk to the Lord. I, I um, lead us as your pastor and shepherd. I lead us in prayer. But, you know, my job is not to talk to the Lord for you. That's, that's each of our own jobs. We talk to the Lord. We ask the Lord, Lord, what are you doing? What are you saying to us? And so, Lord, we pray to you with, with um, hearts open to you, Lord, with, with mailboxes ready to receive what it is you're saying to us. Lord, we say, speak to us. Show us your ways that we might delight in your will, that we might know who you are, Lord, that we might be blessed and fortunate because your ways are blameless and we want to stay in those ways. The psalm says that, Lord, you've laid down your, your ways, your precepts, your decrees, and you invite us to follow them and, and promise to us that, that we will be blessed if we follow you because we will be close to you and know who you are and know your ways. So Lord, we ask you that this week, Lord, lift us up, show us, 
as we live our life and take steps, Lord, be right there with us, showing us, guiding us each step along the way, which way to take. Because, Lord, we love you. We love your ways. We love your decrees. Lord, bring us into your commands and your peace. We pray this in your name. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Would you stand with me? We're going to read the first stanza of Psalm 119 as a prayer as, um, uh, as the people of God saying this uh, psalm and praying it together to prepare ourselves for communion. Would you say this with me in unison? Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their heart. They do no wrong, but follow his ways. You have laid down precepts that are to be fully obeyed. Oh, that my ways were steadfast in obeying your decrees. Then I would not be put to shame when I consider your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart as I learn your righteous laws. I will obey your decrees. Do not utterly forsake me.